We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, welcome to this True Faith, <laughs> this week's True Faith weekly podcast. Uh, just, just me and Ben, me, Alex, first Ben, wait a day. The other lads probably still hungover from Saturday night, and those antics, which we would probably would have gone through, but they're not here. Um, but yeah, Newcastle beats uh, Palace in an absolutely massive game, and what was a huge weekend. Both our relegation rivals failed to win, but more importantly, Ben, I think we need to go through the integrity of this game. We've talked about, you know, Man City and the. Uh, morality of where their money comes from. We've talked about, you know, all sorts of things to do with football, FIFA, but I think the club have got some serious questions to answer. For example, did you know that Johan Kabai, if you take the N, the C, and the E from his name, it basically spells NUFC? No. If that's not guilty, if that doesn't prove he missed the pen on purpose, I saw, well, someone was uh, having a piss next to Ella Short in the toilet, apparently. And uh, he saw both Kabai and Pardew and Aspers Friday night. Massive gambling losses sustained. No. What happens the next day? Johan Kabai misses a penalty against Newcastle. More proof that this is a mag conspiracy. Andros Townsend, terrible player. They've got Barini, who's unbelievably class. Yeah. They've got Barini and Kazri, yet neither of them have made a solitary contribution. And Townsend can't stop scoring. Ben Wade, what are your thoughts? I, I, I don't know where to start. Um, <laughs> it's it's illuminati, not yet. It's best, isn't it? It's, Get my own word out here. Get the documentary. Unbelievable, unbelievable. The lengths Ashley will go to to keep this club to in be, the league. To be fair, I, th- I think I I put it out there a few weeks ago that I thought he'd he'd uh, been paying off all the uh, opposition, but he, he obviously didn't need to. <laughs> Facts like that. One about Kabai, <laughs> bloody NUFC through and through, isn't he? I mean, Palace had only won one of the last nineteen league games. And for Newcastle to beat them at home when Newcastle are on a good run of form, just Fishy. it just stinks. Connor Wickham didn't score; scored twice against Sunderland. Unbelievable! But it's everything's against Sam Allardyce. It's just, just I don't know. I don't even know if I want to support this club it's, anymore. It's t- it's tainted it, hasn't it? Really? Like if we stay up now, like I'll I'll not be going back next year. Pardew said before the game he was desperate for Newcastle to stay up. What happened? We're, we're probably going to stay up. Yeah. Thank you, Alan Pardew. Thanks, Pardew. It's all down to you and the conspiracy. Um, Sunderland, uh, Allardyce has been there for 27 games now. Still in the relegation zone. 
I think what that was that Rafa's eighth game, seventh eighth game. We're at the relegation zone. Probably going to give up my season tickets. This isn't the right way to do things. No, it's it's just putting the game. <laughs> just, I mean, but I thought we'd, we'd we'd hit the low with the whole FIFA scandal and everything, but this just takes the biscuit, doesn't it? Just disgusting. Where where'd you go from here? But, but we could go down the other strain of thought, which is that Kabai had his penalty saved. Where if the keeper had dived the wrong way, it would have gone in. There's also the fact that it was never a pen, really. And there's also the fact that Jermaine Defoe took the exact same shit pen as Kabai, <laughs> but the third choice as well, the third choice goalkeeper, just dived out the way of it. So probably not a conspiracy. Well, you, you, you may have got Oh, is it all a conspiracy? Well, only time will tell me now. Why is the third player playing for Stoke? Third, third keeper. Third keeper. Um, why can't Sunderland win any matches? Got Aldice, got the relegation, got the relegation expert. Can't win a game. One win in 14, I think it is now in the league. Thank God, thank God they've got him in charge though, and thank God he's not talking about Newcastle, or he is constantly talking about Newcastle non stop. He was kicking off before the match, same passes players had been on the pop. Um, <laughs> Keith Middleton came out and said five or six of the players are Muslim, don't drink anyway. Even. So, what they're doing out on the piss all the time then? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Poor role models. How far does this go? <laughs> Um, <laughs> and he's also come out after the match and said well he started talking about the amount of money Newcastle has spent in the last two windows well first of all Sam you were the one a couple of weeks ago saying how well you'd done in January <laughs> with your buys it's almost like you can't buy players in January to improve your team even though only Townsend is, is playing <laughs> um, I mean what was Casley like 8 million yeah he was 8 to 10 million pretty much the same price as Townsend mm-hmm. But enough of Sam Allardyce is obviously shitting himself, which is a good thing because I mean Benitez just wouldn't even he won't even talk about the other teams. Concentrate on ourselves. Allardyce admitted after the game that he, he, the first thing he does is come off the pitch and say, "How did Newcastle get on?" So that's like all other Sunderland fans. He's fitting in very well there. Um, <laughs> should be the same next season, whether they stay up or down. But yeah, Ben Saturday was a good day. Your it was thoughts? A cracking day. Did you enjoy the game? Because I, I did. I did. I. I, I, I was the, I don't know why you were all so nervous. It was never in doubt, man. <laughs> never in doubt. Even when Billy Mike Dean did his best to mix things up. Um, if you want to really talk about conspiracies, yeah. he's ta- he's flipping done his best to screw us. Well, Mike Dean this season given absolute gag handball against Man U. Similar type of thing. That like robbed with a point, possibly three, at Norwich by missing the handball that clearly led to their third goal, and then bloody sat there. It's just that I mean the, the two handballs that have been given against it that he's given, like any other referee in the league, you've seen there was some this weekend, the storage one on Sunday. Yeah. Like it's the, the okay, the hands were up in the wrong area. You could say, What's storage doing with his hand miles yeah. out that way? But he had his back to it, he's not trying yeah. to like stop the So Sergo's not looking at the ball. Exactly. He's not purposely put his hand there nah. to stop Scott Down heading the ball. It's one of those ones where you're like, oh, you've seen them given. But with Mike Dean, they're guaranteed cast yeah, iron pen. He's a celebrity ref, man. He loves yeah. the attention. Any excuse to give a pen. Had, had to uh, get get his uh, his name in the lights at some point. He thought he'd steal the, the headlines. But uh, Johan did the honest thing. <laughs> pa- passed it to Dollar's head, who uh, <laughs> saved it brilliantly. That was weird. Like Watching it live from a side-on view, I was like, how hasn't he parried the ball to safety? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, you see the replay and it's hit square <laughs> in the face, almost dive past it. <laughs> But I mean, uh, Kabai also had two other shots from distance, with, yeah, which yeah, yeah. Uh, well, one from distance, one from a side, good save. Mm-hmm. Balassi had a shot from distance. Balassi had a couple of uh, 
Yeah, uh, we didn't really trouble Hennessy at all, which is a shame because he's shit. Yeah. Well, we did trouble him, and he, mm. he came up trumps by letting the goal in. Um, but yeah, it was just a really weird game. I mean, I predicted, predicted on the radio show Friday night that it would be a horrible, scrappy affair. It, it followed the Swansea game at home to an extent where mm. first half, first four. yeah, it was just it, there's, a, there's there's a couple of differences between Benitez and Allardyce. One Benitez isn't a massive cunt but the other difference is that they both they both kind of come from the same school of tactical thought about staying in the game mm-hmm. but Allardyce takes it much further than that so we'll loosen up in the second half and Swansea's a perfect game where you get your goal and you have a right goal and get get a few more goals but Allardyce would have had that at 1-0 against Swansea mm-hmm. um, and Benitez is still kind of not trusting the team enough in the first half to think right we'll have a real go at these and he said after the game that the um physicality of Palace not in terms of they were, they were cheating or, or playing dirty or anything but in terms of how much bigger they are and powerful and stronger mm-hmm. that that's he was really worried about that and obviously they got the penalty from a set piece but uh, apart from that they haven't really worried us too much um, but I, I think Benitez was very worried about Palace and worried about what we can do and yet again it's a clean sheet yet again it's three points mm-hmm. and yet again it's another win so it was a, it was a funny one I mean Townsend came out after the game and said yeah. <laughs> Palace were there at the relegate where which we even asked about a point. Yeah, there were there were time wasting from the first minute though. It was just like a disgrace, um, and it's it was just a, I don't I don't really understand. I mean, obviously, the, as we pointed out on Friday on the radio show, Balassi's sort of the, the main player, and he he was a threat all game. I thought was every he? Time, I, I think mean, every time he got first ball, half. every time he got on the ball, he, he didn't really get much of the ball to him in the second half. I think we probably took over a bit more and. Obviously, once we got the goal, it allowed us to sit in a bit more and, and sort of neutralise him a bit more. But in pace, he's he's one of the sort of most terrifying players because he's really skillful, really fast. Um, and I, I just think he, he he sort of had glimpses in the first half, but then we, we sort of managed to, to neutralise him in the, the end, sort of towards the end of the game. And it was really really comfortable by the end. I mean, Perez don't know what he's playing at for <laughs> that chance where he ran, ran through Townsend in the middle. Like you've got to square that. Um, so we should have scored there. Townsend probably should have scored first half when he rounded the keeper to yeah. the poor first touch like that would have which didn't get a match of the day yeah um, Callback should have scored as well another one that didn't get on so my 4-0 prediction actually wasn't bad <laughs> well, uh, should, have, should, have, should have happened it's one of the great things about this Benitez side is, that, is the game management and that Swansea Liverpool and Man City as the game has gone on mm-hmm. we've got better and better yeah, and better yeah. and actually when we're supposed to be hanging on in games yeah, the yeah. keeper's not I think in the in the last half hour of the Swansea City and Liverpool and now Palace game I don't think Dallas made a save no. he made one save against Navas which was excellent I don't think it was half an hour from the end I think it was no. before that um, we get better and defensively more solid as we go on we all, we're, just, we're just generally improving compared to McLaren if you look at I mean there's not a lot to go off here but <laughs> if you look at I'm thinking of the Everton away game the West Brom home game the West Ham home game all got dramatically worse after half time yeah. whereas now he seems to get them in a half time and we seem to come out not with a game plan almost yeah. like it, it's like sort of reevaluate where we are in the game and I think it's the, the best managers can make adjustments to readjust the, the, the game plan after sort of seeing how things are going obviously if we I mean if we were 3-0 up then there's no way we would have come out and played sort of the same type of game I don't think but it's just having that sort of <laughs> The be, being able to see what their the other team's game plan is and adjusting to it, and I think he's that's the, sort of 
the role of a strategist as opposed to what McLaren was, was just he didn't have a clue. I mean, he they must have been going at half time, just saying, right, um, more of the same lads, just maybe try and score this half. <laughs> like, go on then, get yourselves out there. Whereas you, you can see, obviously, um, Benitez, he's got them all really well drilled. Every player knows exactly what the role is in that in that team. They know what they're doing. I mean, Colback and Tioti just look so much more comfortable. Like they're, they're dominating the midfield in, in most of the games because they know exactly what they're meant to be doing. Neither of them are having to worry about getting forward. They're, they're just sort of doing their job properly and allowing the likes of Sissoko um, at Townsend, everyone sort of it, it, by sitting sort of holding the position deep it makes the, the opposition come on to you and then that gives you the, the space for the likes of Townsend to use the pace and attack the space behind them um, he, he was quiet wasn't he Sissoko he was he's, I can't even remember giving it pen away <laughs> but he, he's, he's playing the tactical role for the team in fact I remember a couple of times making great defensive yeah. down I your think, corner I think uh, Townsend as well um, did a couple yeah he's getting better Ta- the great thing about Townsend and I, I hate to not use but I hate to say I told you so because it's not about being right or wrong as a Newcastle fan but the amount I wrote this in my preview last week the amount of people slagging him off but the amount of people who were slagging him off when he hasn't played a fucking game in two years yeah, yeah, yeah. when he's got injured pretty much as soon as he signed for her mm-hmm. and then he's, he's not fit he has serious injuries at Spurs and he's getting better defensively and better offensively yeah. every single game and I if he continues like this he'd be buddy lifting the Euros <laughs> yeah. in the summer exactly no I think I mean I, I was one of those that was disappointed by him after sort of the first he, he didn't have the impact that I was hoping for in January sort of him and Shelby I thought had, were, were wasn't bad business out of the two of them I thought Shelby was going to be the better player and yeah. he seemed to be he seemed to be sort of having the more prominent role sort of the first, after the first sort of couple of months um and then obviously but it was still hadn't changed the fortunes of the team and that's why I was a bit disappointed because it was like I don't really see Townsend contributing anything in the team Yeah. lo and behold you get a proper manager in who's got a game plan got a, a, a set team he knows exactly he's given him a set role that he knows exactly what he's got to do and he just looks like a, a quality quality player the type of the player that obviously Roy Hodgson really fancied a couple of years ago in the, the qualities and everything do you think he should I mean apparently he's up against Walcott Sterling it's, and Chamberlain for two spaces. Yeah, I, I can't. Walcott's like, what what position does he play? He's just a pacey player. Yeah, for England he, he plays right wing. He, he can't play right wing. He doesn't ever play there for. When he does play for Arsenal, he's completely, right. completely well, stop, yeah. We all know Townsend should go, but what do you yeah. think will happen? What do you think? I think he's got a chance because he's been. He's what he's got to be one of well, the players put already. Even if he doesn't score another goal. In the last two games of creating assists, his output is already yeah, yeah. far greater than those three players exactly. probably all season. And they've, they've all got, um, I mean, they've all they've all got injury concerns as well. I mean, Walcott can never stay fit properly. Uh, Chamberlain's not getting games for Arsenal; just yeah. doesn't play. Even when he is fit, he doesn't yeah. play. Um, so you can't sort of have either of those two. Um, and the who's the other one? Did you say Sterling? Oh yeah, and Sterling just looks like the worst player in the league <laughs> at the minute. He just doesn't look bothered. Like he's not in track. Like considering he's his place is in doubt now in that England squad, you expect him to be grafting, like yeah. putting the type of forms as Townsend is doing, really working hard for the team. I mean, it's not as if Man City haven't got anything to play for, and he, he's not even starting for Man City. I don't know if, whether he's just taking a bit of a drop because of that. That they that he probably thinks um, he, he should be starting ahead of the likes of Navas, which I don't disagree with that. But <laughs> like his attitude's been absolutely disgraceful. Um, yeah. I mean. Out of the three of them, out of the four of them, sorry, I'd probably say Sterling was the one that yeah. you would say has to really go because of the impact he can have when he's on form. But at the minute, I would say Townsend's the form player out of the four of them. 
I agree, but I worry for Townsend in terms of selection because Hodgson just doesn't drop players. Like, when's the last time Hodgson left on him out of the squad? Where you're thinking, Paul, oh, that's a big call. He just doesnn't do it. And he's picked Walcott and Sterling. Chamberlain less so, but Walcott yeah. and Sterling, he's picked them throughout his time as England manager. You're right. I mean, that's one of the things I said is he is loyal, but I think at the same time that'll work in Townsend's favour because the reason Townsend hasn't been getting him because he wasn't playing for Tottenham and he, he's had the injury problems that you've mentioned. I think Hodgson's has always had him in the back of his mind as a player because, as I say, he did. He, he constantly was picking him yeah. in the qualifying stage when he, he wasn't playing for Spurs. Yeah. He wasn't starting. He was coming off for the last 20 minutes again. He was still getting games. So I think I think Hodgson fancies him. It was just a case of him getting that game time. I think now you, he can't take Walcott. Like, he doesn't even start for a terrible, terrible Arsenal team at the minute. Arsenal are terrible. I mean, they're just not even trying in games. Um, the, I mean, again, a very, very poor performance against Norwich. But anyway, it's not about that. I think Townsend's like, I, he's. he's He's gonna. His confidence is really good. He's actually like a hell of a lot more. He's the hardest worker out of them three as well. Uh, the, before them, in terms of he's not. He's not shy of getting back and putting yeah. a foot in. I mean, Even some of his defensive work on Saturday was brilliant. But if you think that Walker's getting... probably going to get another right back for yeah. him, that's quite a pacey, yeah, yeah, yeah. strong definitely. both ways. I don't know. Right. I don't know if Walker will get it. I think Klein. Either way, it's a penny yeah, they're, both, they're both quick, aren't they? But um, I, I think so you're, you're welcome, Andros. What you'd say though about those two right backs are they need protection because yeah. they do like to bomb on, but they, you wouldn't say they're they're sort of confident like uh, taking sort of a take man one on one that they're going to need someone that's going to work back. And I, I think Townsend's the only one out of them them the other three uh, that would do that. Sterling's not interested in, in sort of grafting back. He he just wants to be sort of yeah. attacking. Um, Chamberlain, what position does he play? He's not a right winger. Right. Probably so you would take Townsend. I'd definitely take Townsend. Speaking of right backs, um, Anita, yeah, Matt's supposed to be back for this. Get him on the plane, right? Again. (laughs) Anita's better than Walcott and uh, and Walker and Klein. He's he's having a good spell, let's not go nuts. Arsene, there's your problem right there with Anita, right wing. Um, Yeah, Jan Matt or Anita? To be honest, well, Anita came off with a hammy, so... Did he? Yeah, he, he came off at... He, oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah that's why... Soga went right back. Yeah, so did, for the last did great. Yeah, did good. Get, pff, there, there's another one, yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't get picked for France. Um, now, I think... I think if Jan Matt's fit, he, he comes in straight away. But you, you can't argue with the performances. I think Anita, he's been protected. That's my point, his Townsend works, works really well. But he, he hasn't put a foot wrong really since he's been deployed at right back. So I wouldn't be against um, either decision really. I mean, at the end of the day, I trust him, Rafael. He'll, he'll do what's best. I would go with the Yamaha if he's fit. But I, I think Towns, uh, Anita, sorry, um, would, would be hard done by because I think he's, he's worked his sort of worked his socks off. He's been doing really well. And he's grown into the role, I think, as well. So uh, if he's fit, it'll be a, probably be a coin toss, to be honest. I think either of them. Though should uh, I'd probably put Yamat in as well purely because Villa the form they're in Yamat probably gives you a bit more going forward um, and I think that's one of the things that disappointed me as well with Townsend was that him and Yamat hadn't quite struck up that partnership that he, he, Yamat and Sissoko had it at times um, but again it'll be something that'll probably come with, with game time I mean the fact that Yamat sort of missed uh, the last couple of games where we've, we've been playing quite well Um I think there's there's potential there for them to uh, to to gel really well. Yeah, I'm just looking at physio room, which is pretty good. I've been using all season for players when they should be biking. It's got it's got no return date, which is a mare. 
uh, for any uh, muscular injuries. Hammy's going to be a good few weeks. He's, if he's probably done it. Yeah. So then, then it's not really a question. But um, I'm one. Of, I'm a big Yamad fan. Um, always have been. I don't buy the criticism. I don't believe he's one of these players that doesn't try. But anyway, um, I wouldn't have brought him back in, which is a change for me because I think not only has he need to be playing well, but Townsend in front of him playing so well, mm-hmm. you probably don't want to change anything with that yeah, dynamic. Yeah. But as you say, I mean, if, if and he's just going to miss out anyway, it's a moot question. Um, quickly on Townsend though, some girl. Yeah. What, what were you thinking? Was he is he strode up for that? I was thinking. I, don't, I, don't shoot. I, I said, oh, he'll put this top corner. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, tongue in cheek. Like I can't, I can't who who I was. I think it was Dan. I, he, kicking off because obviously the, the foul by Dan, by the way, was ridiculous. Going nowhere. Yeah, ridiculous I, foul. And we were kicking off like thinking, oh, like that that was a good opportunity. Like, and I was like, oh, don't worry, he'll put this top corner. Um, and obviously, it was. By far exceeded me. I mean, we don't score free kicks. Yeah. I, I can't remember the last free kick I saw was score. Probably could the Kabai one actually. At West Ham. At West Ham. Um, which is that. Ages. Anyone wants to get in touch? RTF Weekly Podcast. Any more recent than that? But um, yeah, it was just an unbelievable strike. And I mean, I heard uh, Danny Murphy giving the keeper chip on match of the day. There's no saving that one. You'd, I don't care if he'd been sat on the post. <laughs> um, he wasn't getting up, up up to that. So it was just a. a Brilliant, brilliant strike and fair play to the lad when he did it. Yes, uh, I totally agree. It was just what a goal, just get in. Like, this is one of those things where this team, I've been saying for a while, we've had no luck for years and what just everything seems to be falling into place. It's like I'm, 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 I'm regularly criticising Sutherland for many things, particularly mm-hmm. their, their football, and um, they just don't score goals from open play. Mm-hmm. Sutherland, they just can't score. Goals from open play, and that's like a it's almost like a positive. Mm-hmm. They're so bad at playing football that the scene we've found a way traditionally. We're now doing the same things, we're now scoring horrible goals, we're scoring scruffy goals with deflections. Whereas McLaren's Newcastle, if you think about McLaren's uh, last few games as Newcastle manager, West Brom, um, great goal. Mm-hmm. My phone's playing some music, sorry. <laughs> Down in the Park by Gary Newman. <laughs> a, bit of, a bit of music for the podcast. Um, yeah, you look at them, you've got, you've got the West Ham game, which, sorry, well, West Ham game, two great goals. You've got the West Brom game, great goal by Mitterich. You've got the Chelsea game, fantastic goal by Townsend, albeit pointless. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Bournemouth, fucking great goal mm-hmm. uh, by Perez. Yeah, Again, yeah. pointless. Fine, That's all his team were capable of scoring. The word take capable of scoring horrible scrappy goals and yeah. we're, we're just we're just finding a way at the moment and then we could sit here for ages and talk about fucking you know, points and results and I love Benita's approach which is um let's just win the next game mm-hmm. and see where it lands when I mean every I'm dreaming here and you, you called on Friday's radio show saying you won't think Sunderland or Norwich will win another game this season round one out of three has gone your way <laughs> um, but I see if, if we could just beat Villa 4-0 Sunderland lose 3-0 mm-hmm. then the goal difference is sorted yeah, yeah. pretty much isn't could it happen. could happen um, I know it's, this is unlikely but yeah say we win they could you know Sunderland losing to Chelsea is not the most outrageous thing Norwich losing to Man United again is not the most outrageous well Man you still have a chance at top four mm-hmm. Um if we get you know if we're by the way if anyone out there has a spare ticket for Ben for Villa Park that would be great because <laughs> we all bought them like good fans in advance Ben needed that extra bit of confirmation I'm bollins 
To be fair, it wasn't. I was going to go to work, but I've, I've thought, nah, I've, <laughs> I've got got uh, France to pay for. So yeah, um, yeah. Let's if anyone out there's got any spare tickets for the away end, we'll gobble them up. There's five of we're going at the moment, um, so I <laughs> let one know. Uh, bit desperate last, but never mind. You don't ask, you don't get. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I can see us five o'clock, Villa Park Saturday night, whatever Saturday evening. If we win. Those those two get beaten. When are Norwich playing at the weekend? Do you know? Shall I look it up? Uh, I think it's. Is it Saturday? Saturday 3? Saturday 3. Well, if they're all Saturday 3 o'clock, that makes it unbelievably. That'll be phones out last, constantly <laughs> checking uh, scores, constantly checking updates. But I might have to just stay at home, just purely <laughs> to be like the sort of tech guy at home, just giving his uh, live update. Norwich Man News 12.45. Oh, that's so that'll okay. be fucking like. Oh, it's just—it's just so it's exciting. It's like <laughs> in a bad way, nerve wracking as well. Um, but just if if we could if we could better both of their results for me, it's done. Yeah, You're yeah. asking both of them yeah. to win the last two games. And hope we fuck up against Spurs. I was going to say, say I, you, could, I, you put all that in accumulator, you'd yeah, be a millionaire. Yeah, you fucking I, I kind of see, as I've already said, I could only really see the Matams getting two, three at a push. I think. I thought they might get a point yes um, against Stoke. I they'll lose to uh, Chelsea, and then I would expect them, like at best, to get a point against Watford away. Like they're not going away from home and winning a game. Not happening. Um, against just a proper like Watford, all as bad as they've been, they're just like a, a, a solid team. They're, they're not going to be mugs like Norwich were at home. Um, who even then, like with the three 0 flathead, Sunderland big time in that game. Um, and then just Everton, I think, or another team. The thing with Watford and Everton is people are saying, oh, they're, they're in poor form, but <laughs> the managers have to win those yeah. games. Like, they, if they want us to keep their jobs, they've got to give everything for it. Um, and, and there's still the fact that individuals are playing for places. Like, if any of the Everton lads want to try and get in the Euros, like, they're not going to um, yeah. get get the nod, getting beat off the legs of someone and stuff like that. They need, they need to have a good finish of the season. So, um, and. <laughs> The, the sort of attitudes of people like Allardyce calling into question professionals yeah. players and things like that it just doesn't exist like Palace turned up and they, they weren't a bad team Like Palace's performance was no worse than the, any of their performances no. from the past six months I think regardless of what the situation was Palace probably would have come and played that, that yeah. type of game no matter what away from home like it's just typical party time wasting from the start frustrate the, the home crowd and, and look to um, sort of hit, hit them on the counter and Balassi Probably could have could have punished for a couple of times, but we rode the storm and and then obviously got got a brilliant goal out of nothing um, in terms of the, the free kick, and that and that was the difference. It was fine margins, but you cannot say Palace got were, were a disgrace or got absolutely battered or anything like that. So um, I just I just think it's it's going to happen. We're, you think we're staying up? We're staying up, and I'd I'd back with to get something against um, Spurs at the minute as well because I think that's going to be a non game for Spurs, like. It, you can't ignore the fact that the emotions as well like they'll be gutted that they've got so close to the title um, Deli Ali's going to be missing who's been one of the best players that's who pick up a couple of red cards tonight against with his broken leg well that's the thing as well I mean if all it takes is for one player to do it and then the likes of Harry Kane he'll, he'll not fancy getting injured for the Euros like, it's a massive summer coming up for players so we'll we'll see Speaking of managers and Pardew, how do you think it went with him at the weekend? Did you expect the basically the fact he was ignored? Yeah, I, I said it on Friday. I was I hoped that would happen. I think um, 
I think he I can't remember what he said but he basically acknowledged it as well um, it was the the right response to him at the end of the day people can can hate him all they want I mean it obviously was, wasn't very popular um, but he's gone it's, it's history like who cares now he's not he's nothing to do with the club anymore um, it was quite funny to see him sort of now criticising the regime um, yeah, yeah. now he's left whereas he was obviously the puppet for them but I, I don't have any qualms with that at the end of the day you'd, you'd be a madman to come out and criticise your boss like live on TV week in week out like obviously now he's, he's got the, the shackles are off and he can say what he likes but it, it was just the, the perfect response and I think that the, the key thing was that everyone was focused on the team and that's what the way St James Park has to be for, for the Spurs game as well like just give everything for the, the the players and support the players. I mean, I'm not one for booing like the Kabai and people like that. I don't. I don't. T- yes, like if people don't like them, fine. But um, the, at the end of the day, was a good servant for the club for for a few years. Obviously, it was a disgrace <laughs> going on strike at the end and, and the way he left. But like we had some good years with him, so I don't begrudge him. You've got his best years. Like, you can't see exactly, exactly. Top anything, but um, on, on part you quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think one of the things which I hope gets to him a little bit is how what what's been he has won two games in Newcastle. He's won two right, games. Won. Swansea and Palace. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and his name was sung <laughs> more than Pardew ever was yeah, yeah, yeah. in fucking well, five years of the club from day one. Less like, yeah. Leicester away, like all the games. Well, I don't know what Norwich was like, but well, Norwich is much the same. Yeah, it's just he's just. I think we at the end of the day football fans like they know when they've got a, a good deal here like with how we've uh, managed to get Rafa Benitez at the club and, and as we said at the time when we did a podcast on him like he could be like he, he is the best manager we've had in a long yeah. time and, and he could be one of the greats if, you, if we get him long enough um, and I, I just think you feel like if, if when well when we stay up next year like we, we should be the, the eighth place that McLaren was talking about at the start of the season should be sort of the expectation potentially getting Getting higher, um, one step at a time. It's yeah. gonna, it's gonna take a lot of doing, uh, but, but you feel you've got confidence in the as you oh, know yeah, what he's doing, and he's a quality manager. Yes, I mean that's the I've said it before. I'd rather go down with Benitez and yeah. start up without. Not that that's the choice, yeah. but uh, that's he, how integral he is to this all, club's long term. Already future. though, he's getting the best out of players that that looks away like Sissoko, Wijnaldum Lascelles, Lascelles, who what could, a performance could again? A, yeah, Conor Wigan. Thank God, Conor Wigan's got no first touch. Like, but what a tackle that was! Unbelievable, wasn't it? Um, yeah, but just so happy. I mean, three points. We had a fucking. Well, I'll speak for myself, but when I cracked a night Saturday night, <laughs> that was down to Rafa Benitez in Newcastle. We went straight out after the match. Oh, George, uh, it was it was eventful. We'll put it that way. It was good. Uh, it was a good atmosphere in there. Yeah. Even the lasses that uh, absolutely douses in the pint were <laughs> yeah. uh, well, well, well appreciated. There was an unprovoked, probably not unprovoked, attack, assault <laughs> by a young woman. Who was our target? Side was side of target. Was, well, the funny thing was, it was Barry's fault. Barry like was pouring the jug of water in, in a hair plant. <laughs> Plastic plants. Yeah, by the why? Way. <laughs> why yeah, why well, she had a plant? I do not know. Well, you do know. Yeah. Because, <laughs> but no, so, no. Why she had a plant? Because it was through copying our pattern, wasn't it? I don't think so. She had a plant randomly. <laughs> That's what the pattern was. Was we had Sai had the plant for some reason? Or no, I don't even think he had it at that point. He just saw, saw her holding this plant and grabbed our one. We need cops calling it a plant. It was a bit of plastic. Yeah, that's supposed yeah, to look like, like a fake plant. plant. We, we, so I got uh, plant Ross Townsend, which was a, a, a plastic plant. 
which I, I arrived late for this part. You'll have to fill us in. Once. I, I was late for it as well. It was already it was already there, and I, to be fair, by the time you'd got there, I'd probably been covered in about three pints of <laughs> of beer, water, whatever else they get their hands on. Yeah, big milk. Yeah, I think it was an Actimol or whatever, whatever they're called there. Like just everything was going on this plant, but splashing all over everyone. <laughs> but I say everyone, just me. <laughs> I was so, so yeah, some woman took exception to whatever happened and threw a pint square into Sai's face, Miss Sai and then. <laughs> no. Dry it high in his bleed his, his lovely jacket and uh, <laughs> just it's obviously waterproof so it just splashed straight into me. Thanks, Sai. The things that happen to you when you castle win at home. Ridiculous. But it didn't dampen my spirits. No, it didn't. Uh just so buzzing at the moment with Newcastle's wish it was Saturday. We'll be back on Friday uh, for the radio show doing a, a full vile preview. We'll do a bit of talking about Vile as well. We're not going to let them get off. I mean, I wish we were safe already because I'd be, I'd have my bed sheets ready. <laughs> I'd, I'd have who's the next Messiah, Tom Hanks. But <laughs> bollocks to that. We've got bigger fish to fry. Um, I'm going to Villa Park and Saturday with me. So focus on the Cast United, not those set of absolute waggers. Um, but yeah, we'll do a full preview live Friday seven o'clock. I hope you can listen in with we're live. Get in touch through Twitter at TF Weekly Pod and again sorry to anybody who hasn't been able to download the pod on the SoundCloud or listen on iTunes uh, we didn't pay the bill uh, that's now been rectified <laughs> um, uh, so yeah anything else to add Ben? Um, I think that's it really um, I mean again, just I think we need to give a bit more praise just to the defensive work I mean yeah. obviously we talk about the wing backs and you sort of mentioned Lascelles there like what a player he's he's been for the last few games just what we've been missing I mean we've, we've said numerous times I think he's what Mike Williamson was supposed to be yeah <laughs> whenever he started yeah he's, but he, he just uh, when he does make a mistake he doesn't let it phase him he gets over it very quickly and he doesn't mess about he's, he's just and what I really like about him is he just takes control of situations he's he's shown a lot of maturity considering he's probably the youngest in the back four by by a long shot uh, well and then Dominic obviously but um, like he's, he's he's a leader on that team I think he's younger than Dominic He's about the same age, isn't he? Twenty two, um, it's almost twenty three. But he's just he's a leader on, on the pitch and I just it's what we've been calling out for. You've got leaders everywhere, you've got you've got him, you've got the likes of Anita as a leader as well. Mm-hmm. You, you, he's he's uh, not quiet. You've got Toyota and Callback going nuts in the middle. Yeah, yeah. You've got Townsend taking on responsibility. There's different ways leading, you've got Cissé mm-hmm. grafting this bollocks off and it's just like like you said, I think the word leader is a really good way to describe him. Mm-hmm. He you know he doesn't want the captain's armband. No. Well, I mean he might, but he doesn't need the captain's armband. Yeah. It's one of those things where there's just a responsibility about those players, and that they understand that they have to get this job done. Mm-hmm. No ifs, buts, or maybes. They need to fucking turn up, and they need to be fair next week, and they know it. I think it was a master, master sort of stroke by Benitez to give Sissoko the captaincy because Sissoko just he's one of those players where he, he's always talking about leaving, and um, he, allegedly, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> Don't but, know but, anyone's but, actually heard him. <laughs> <laughs> well, because none of us speak French, that's why. Um, but he, he just—he's he, a frustrating character. But you can tell he's a very important player in the dressing room. I think, and the fact that they've given him the captaincy sort of put it on him. Like, if he wants his move away, he's going to have to be playing, sort of taking on the responsibility of playing well and and sort of leading the team from the front. And I think by Benitez sort of putting that, giving him that challenge, he's other than Saturday, I think he's been really good. Um, and, and he just looks more interested and I think it's been a master stroke as I say because there were a few times where he he was asked to sort of do do a role I think he, he doesn't like playing on the wing because he's got to do the defensive work having him behind the strike allows him to sort of 
drift in and pick up midfield and runners now and again or, or get forward and get on the defenders but he's he's predominantly focusing on getting forward um, and I think that works really well because obviously you've got the likes of Townsend who, who's happy to do both um, whereas I think Sissoko rightly or wrongly was a, was, wasn't was really up, up for that job but uh, I think he's found his best role sort of in, in that um, spot where he can't do sort of like the lung busting runs that he did against City where he created a chance out of absolutely nothing um, where he went through company and, and was nearly through um, against Hart and I just feel like it's just getting getting them in, in the positions where they've got space to, to run at defenders and, and they'll not know what to do yeah we'll finish on that this has been True Faith Weekly Podcast uh, thanks for listening uh, you can get us on Twitter at TF Weekly Pod uh, on SoundCloud True Faith Weekly Podcast and you can also uh, subscribe on iTunes now now we've paid the bill Thanks for listening and cheers to you, Ben. We'll be back Friday. Cheers. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com